Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Junk Time Alpha Podcast Round 2022. 2022, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is putting his hand up for the job of president of the Essendon Football Club. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day Michael, g'day Junk Timers. Uh, what a final week we are in store for and it's all started kicking off today. It's um, Essendon got smashed on the weekend by Port Adelaide. 84 points. They looked rudderless. They looked like they just had no system at all. And and so their president, Paul Brasher, who we all love, everyone in the football community, just when you think Paul Brasher, you think that man knows footy. One of the more highly identifiable people in the football community, I like to think. Oh, absolutely. The amount of times you have people going, did you see Paul Brasher down there today? And they're like, absolutely. He's, he's, an, every, he's an every man. He's everywhere. He's like... He's like an olden days Eddie McGuire. He's Melbourne's A-list. And fun fact, he, yes. uh, he used to own brushes. That's a fun fact. You can have that. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, right. And he even took the E and the R out of the uh, store name because he didn't want it to be all about him. So he has stood down. He said, you know what? I don't think I can uh, – I, I, I just can't carry on. I've been here a while. The team's not performing. We need to bring in someone else. And so I thought, even though – uh, my lifelong hatred of Essendon has been at a red line level for my whole mm-hmm. life. I thought that this is a perfect opportunity and this is going to be good for someone. It's going to be good for the club to have someone from I the outside. I think an outsider would right? be handy right now for the Essendon, Dom- uh, Essendon Bombers. Oh, yeah. I, and just to, to make a couple of easy changes, it would, um, you know, recharge the supporter yep. base. First, first things first, you move back to Windy yep. Hill. All right. So... They're out at the hangar. No one wants to go out to fucking Tullamarine. No. People who live in Tullamarine don't want to be out in Tullamarine. No, they want to be near the uh, Yodgies in Puckle Street. That's what they're after. That is exactly what a fucking <laughs> reference that you have pulled out as someone from the eastern suburbs. Like, that is where I got all my clothing during my youth. But how do you know about Yodgies? There was Yodgies? the Yodgies in, uh, near my place when I was growing up. So, in Glenfrey Road. Yodgies uh, was... A sports shop, right? Oh, no, more sort of like skater and snowboarding and that oh, kind okay. of gear, you know. You sort of skate shop. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, kind of shop yeah. I go to all no. the time, you know, just hanging out going, Yeah, absolutely, Hello, kids. yeah. You're such a cool <laughs> What's dude. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. When you're doing uh, kickflips and ollies, just hanging out down <laughs> at the um, skate park. Um, no, the, the, the other most famous shop that you kind of, if you live in the sort of inner northwest you would see the Sims Sports T-shirts everywhere. So you got – there was a place called Sims Sports and they sold like uh, runners for running and, and footy boots and all that sort of shit. And whenever you bought a pair of boots or runners, you got this T-shirt and everyone on my side of town when I was growing up had one of those now, T-shirts when they I'm, I'm going to predict 
by the fact the area you grew up in, and and it was probably a bit post mm. your time by the fact you'd moved out of that area by then. But I'm going to say, yep. particularly given that a lot of Melbourne's underworld community like to live in that area, <laughs> yep, a lot yep. of Ed Hardy, a lot of Ed Hardy going around. Oh, yeah. Again, I, I reckon I can't say because I, I think I was out of the area. But I would imagine that when people rocked up to the Cactus Club in the late mid to late 90s, yeah. if you were going to dress up, I don't know if Ed Hardy was around, Ed Hardy was around in, no. in its prime no, back no, then. No, So it was kind of early 2000s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Ed Hardy, I think, kind of wrapped up, I'm going to say, like the early 2010s. Yeah, because it wasn't until the early 2000s when someone has just gone, how much fucking glitter and awful <laughs> graphics can I put on a single T-shirt and charge $120 for said T-shirt <laughs> that will be exclusively worn by people who often go to court? <laughs> so... Essendon, we're back to Windy Hill. And I don't think you even need to do a revamp, right? Because, you know, it's basically, they play like, I think, the um, Essendon District Football League games out there. It might host VFL games. I think maybe even Michael Hurley might have played there a couple of weeks ago. You know, they've kind of opened it up to the community. Oh, I don't think we need to add anything to it. You get 60,000 people, you know, maybe, yeah, you get 60,000 in there. Fuck it. Let's just go for it and see how it turns out. What an atmosphere. If you've got like a stand that can only hold 3,000 and you've got another 57,000 around mm-hmm. the ground, I tell you what, you're going to want to be at an Essendon game. Perfect. I think also you, you've got probably one of the greatest coaches of all time sitting on the sidelines, a former Essendon great. He's just sitting there. He's pretty much doing nothing. You get him back to the club. Matthew Knight, <laughs> let's reunite him as coach of Essendon. I know Ben Rutten's contracted for another year, but I know my Essendon friends, they fucking loved Matthew Knights When they discovered that Matty Knights was taken over from Kevin Sheedy. Oh, the joy. It was like, it was like Carlton fans finding out that Mick Malthouse was taken <laughs> over from Brett Ratton. It just had that kind of energy to it, you know? Perfect. It's, I love you. I'm loving your five-year plan so far. Thank you. Um, at full forward, so they're a bit – they don't have any kind of um, focal piece down there. Peter Wright, he drifts in and out of games. They've got a couple of young players that are going to be good. I say we have a hologram of John Coleman – Every game. Who's not going to see well, him? Well, I mean, we can look through the AFL uh, rule book, and uh, I know mm. I do that regularly. There's no mention of yes. holograms in that rule book. So, therefore, you know, Why can't it, you? there's nothing against the rule to have a... It's untapped. Like a little hologram in the goal center, uh, goal square, and then, you know, then, mm. you know, your, your options open up, don't they? Yeah. If Coleman boots eight at the Coleman end, what a fucking great game of footy that yep. is. And then we can get a two-pack in the in the forward pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's to counter it as well. And also, I think it's time for the weapon to come yep. back. I just think a lot of those younger Essendon players, they're not quite big enough. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe the weapon get Shane Charters involved. I know Danky's probably busy, you know, um, still shredding yeah. uh, documents Serving and stuff. But band. I just think it's time... Yeah, to, to get the weapon back, get some fucking bulk back on these players and get Essendon back to the powerhouse that we know that they are, Michael. And that is my pitch to the club tonight when I well, hear I look forward there. to taking over. I think it's a very um, a very Thank wonderful you. pitch, the, uh, the organisation. Mm. Um, because, so, from what I can gather, the board had mm. a meeting before the game yesterday and I don't know really know what happened at that meeting. 
they're probably talking about you and you know that, you, that you're coming yeah true that i was out there i was circling <laughs> and then the president resigned this morning well the news broke this morning and then we were wait we're recording at about four o'clock quarter past four on a monday for about the last kind of three or four hours there's been a theory that ben ratton would be sacked but so that came from everyone's favorite football uh, guru. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Can I guess? Uh, does he have a yes. very punchable face? <laughs> he, he would. You probably need an extended Mount Rushmore for this one, but um, he's not normally your scoop. But Neil Mitchell was the man who announced oh, okay. that Ben Rutten. Yeah, that Ben Rutten. Would you consider him a punch? No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I think, you know, I want to keep him in the sports journal world. Yeah. Okay. So he announced it. So uh, if you're outside of Melbourne, uh, he's on uh, talk radio station 3AW. Neil Mitchell, he hosts the mornings from, um, I think, 8.30 till midday or so. And it came out on his show. And then Channel 7 went with that. And then it's since been debunked that uh, Ben Rutten has been sacked. So he was sacked for a little bit. Now he's unsacked. Paul Brasher has definitely stood down. It looks like David Barham is the man who's going to be taking over. And he was kind of the head of Channel 10 Sports, I think, while I was there and uh, when before the game was on at Channel 10. So I don't I don't think I ever met him, but he was like the super boss yeah, then. Yeah, gotcha. Now, I mean, obviously the Clarko um, thing is swirling as well, just by the... Oh, if you're a North supporter, you're just like, oh, fuck off. Like, seriously, like, you think you're going to get the greatest coach because, you know, Clarko, he's got an ego. I don't reckon he's going to go to GWS because he's just a bit like, oh, well, I'm going to be off the... I'm going to be off the radar. Like, no one's going to... No one's going to talk about me. But if I come to North, I'm at a club in Melbourne and I'm going to be spoken about. And then North go, yes, we've got the super coach. And then Essendon go, eh. I wonder where it begins because have Essendon, have they secretly, well, we don't know this, but have they secretly kind of sounded him out? Um, you would have to, wouldn't you? Michael, if you were going to do any kind of diligence, yep. what sort of diligence should they I be doing? I think they'd be doing their due diligence. Yes, exactly. And if they don't, it, it, they'd be um, negligent in their duties. But then on top of that, the jungle is that your favourite kind of diligence? <laughs> the jungle drums are beating at him. That he's mm, pretty much are. about to put the con- uh, put the signature on the contract for North. So, and I think I think the mm. GWS thing is that he didn't want to uplift the family. Even though I think I think the kids have now finished year twelve, both of them, or maybe one's doing it this year. Yeah, but he doesn't want to go and live in. Um, uh, you know, do you just go with your wife or do you go with your kids? Like you know, there's. You know, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, uh, so North seems like. But also, he's he's had like he's had more he's had more meetings with GWS than he has with North. But North apparently have tabled a five year deal to him. So, obviously, GWS are going, mate. You're gonna fucking like. Uh, we don't love meetings with you. We know what you're about. What else can you? What does he tell them in the third meeting? Well, I I, I actually was thinking about this, this this week by the fact that I go, well, it's not like he. Like when Hawthorne, he, he took the job at Hawthorne, they were a basket case. Like yep. they didn't have a president, didn't have a CEO, yes, yeah. didn't have a coach. And very luckily had a draft where they got Buddy, Ruffy, Jordan Lewis. So yep. I think someone else in that draft as well. So he's probably not unfamiliar with kind of walking into a job and being like, fuck, I'm up against it here and turning it around very quickly. 
But North doesn't have those top picks this year. Maybe they can trade in and out for it and stuff like that. But it did make me think. He's going like, well, he's not frightened of walking into a a shit club at this stage. Yes, but also he kind of did put it on the table that he wants to sort of take over a team that can, um, you know, uh, challenge straight away, which you would think, based on the two choices that he has at the moment, would be GWS. But then he's obviously gone, I'd love to do that, but also want to be in the papers every week and not (laughs) seven pages in from the back page when no one talks about it. Dude, fucking seven pages in Sydney is fucking generous. Like, it's it's, it's literally (laughs) 12. Like I remember, how do you reckon? How do you reckon he would go? So the 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 news that came out of uh, North Melbourne on the weekend is that they dropped their number one pick, Jason Horn Francis. So he's the one that they're kind of like, we're going to build this club around this yep. kid, and he got dropped because he didn't do and he didn't do an ice bath after a game. I found it very funny. So the star teenager was called out by interim coach Lee Adams and senior players on Sunday for failing to complete his proper ice baths and recovery. In front of their very eyes. So they're literally watching oh him God. to make sure to see if he does stuff yeah. properly. <laughs> so he's they watched so there was reports earlier in the year that I'd heard that he um, was a little bit lax in his recovery. And so that's why he was dropped earlier in the year and you know, he's got sort of maybe some attitude issues. And they've told him that. And then he's gone. So this is also going to be the first time that he would have played in front of friends and family because they were playing Adelaide on, in Adelaide on the yep. weekend. And so it was an opportunity for them to come along and watch him, you know, at home and he can bring an extended family. And he's just gone, nah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm not. You know what? You know how cold those ice baths are? Do you have any idea? I'm not getting in it. But they must consider him quite untrustworthy by the fact that they want to watch him actually do it. Like they don't take yeah. you at your word that yeah you at know, your word yeah you know like yeah that, that's like has has he previously come out with like just wet speedos on pretending to shiver just going oh fucking hell that was <laughs> that was freezing and they go mate you, your hair's not wet oh bloody it dries really quick though when you get out i remember doing a gig a few years ago at my old um uh footy club i played out in the ammos uh 1999 best first year played i want to talk about it. why do you keep on bringing it up but um uh, went to do the gig and they they'd actually renovated the uh, the local council had renovated the change rooms and um a mate was taking me around it. Oh, it's good that the no, you know what I love is that the, the council has chipped into a struggling eastern suburbs footy oh. club. That's what I that's what the people want to hear. No, they're not exactly fucking flying high. And it's like a cricket club and you know, about four or five footy teams and all that kind of stuff. But um uh, they took me around and they're like, Oh, I've got the renovations they're like, Oh, we've got the ice baths over here and they were just like big green bins. <laughs> they weren't yeah. like actually. Yeah. And actually, it was just like, yeah. And also I wonder like how many dudes like in ammos in like, you know, seed division or whatever, like how many are actually mm. doing an ice bath after a game? Just like, oh, I'm not, i gotta got to do everything right, mate. Got to do everything right before I go and have 20, 20 schooners at a pub. I don't know, if you're in the ice bath and you put a bit of fucking Woodstock bourbon and some coke in there, mate, you fucking put a couple of speed humps in with you and you're fucking, you're recovering while you're getting fucking polar. Oh, what's the one, the white white claw that's all the rage? Is that one? White, white? Oh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. White yeah. claw, yep. Uh, preferred drink of the uh, Junction Alpha podcast. <laughs> yes, so who do you think is going to end up at uh, Essendon? Do you think they'll get, question without notice, do you think Ben Rupp will be there next year and... 
If he's not, will it be Clarko? I feel like uh, they've backed themselves into a corner, haven't they, by the fact that I actually wouldn't be surprised if Ben Rutten walked. But at the same time, yep. we talked about this earlier, at the same time he's walking away from a lot of money. But yeah, he's definitely on shaky ground. But actually, again, I can't really remember many times when a coach has actually walked when like they've had the board against them or stuff. Now, they've come out and said they've got the full support of the board, but that means nothing. So I feel like Essen have left their run very late. Very, very late. Now, when you are contracted, does it not mean if he wanted to and they said, hey, you're not coach next year, and he just goes, you know what, I'm going to honour the contract. And so he just turns up to work every day next year, just rocks up. Are they allowed to, like if he wants to continue to honour it and just go, no, 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 I'm cool, I want to be here. Do they have to let him in the building? I reckon you get to a point where you get sacked, but I do like the idea of a coach showing up for a year and not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and just like yeah. like rocking up to training for like three minutes and being like, yeah, I've seen enough, you know. He rocks up. Well, that sounds like Paul Roos. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Roosie will put his hat in the ring to be like a um – you know, a, a sounding board. You know, a new club. He can help out Ben Rutten next year. Well, you know, he, he's helped out North Melbourne. Look what he's done there. He has turned them into a fucking powerhouse. Well, if the coach doesn't give a fuck, I mean, we could get a very colourful post-match press conferences when the um, the Tom Browns of this world put up their hand and they can just say, mm. Tom, I have no respect for you whatsoever. <laughs> put your hand yeah. down. I'm not talking to you at all i tell you who's going to be really hot on, you know, and someone that we can really speak to Essendon about is Matthew Lloyd, Lloyd Michael. Lloyd-o. We've got him as a part of our live show. Part of our live show at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets can be found at trybooking.com, 4pm, um, Sunday, August 28th. It's going to be fucking sick. Got Matthew Lloyd. And we've added a very special guest. Yes, former Australian cricketing superstar Damien Fleming is going to be joining us, which is going to be great. Big Hawthorne fan, massive Hawthorne fan. The bowlologist, Adam. Yes, and his daughter, I think, was taken first pick by Hawthorne, maybe in the AFLW, and so she will be making her debut the night before in the uh, Essendon versus Hawthorne game, which I believe has been moved to Marvel. It has been moved to Marvel, got uh, announced um, yesterday. Everyone bought out tickets at uh, Port Melbourne. And so I'll be heading to that game. It's going to be fucking sick watching them run out in the Hawthorne jumper. And then uh, we can... Um, yeah, so it'd be great. So, so yeah, junk time is get on board. Trybooking.com. I reckon Flem, I mean, you know, you know what? I just happened to have it because I'm, you know, a, a, a sad sporting fan and I had taped the um, the 99 semi-final Australia versus South Oh, Africa. really? So I think, yeah, yeah. They're, like not the whole game. It was like a special highlights package. It was about 12 minutes long. Um so it'll be great to chat to him about that. And I think, you know, he's a bit of a gun sportsman as a, as a junior. So he's obviously, you know, played a little bit of footy and then went the cricket path. So I reckon uh, Flem's going to have some fucking great stories. So Junk Thomas, Matty Lloyd and Damien Fleming, we're probably going to announce another guest, but we'll, we'll keep that uh, under our hats for the moment because we don't know who the fuck it is. We'll be I honest. I met Flem uh, a few years ago in a box uh, with a bunch of Hawthorne fans. Um, uh, it was part of a friend of the show, Lemo, invited me. And um, it was a game where Hawthorne played Adelaide and Poppy kicked about five and kicked, like, the winner goal in, like, with about 15 seconds to go. So it was a very tense game, an awesome yeah. game. 
And I had a mate from Adelaide who came over, um, who was work. I was working with him, and uh, oh, you know, Matt, a friend of the show, Matt Vesley, actually. Yep. Yes. And uh, I think we've told the story on the pod before, but it was like you know half a dozen years ago. But um, he was like the only Adelaide fan in about twelve rabid Hawthorne fans in the box, which would be a horrible God. fucking situation. And so we're all going yep. nuts in the end, and um, and Matt was sitting next to Steve Quartermate. And Steve was patting me on the shoulder going, you're in shock, you're in shock, you can't believe it, can you? And Matt generally, <laughs> generally thought to himself, am I going to punch Steve Quartermain in the fucking head right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good way to go out. If, if you're going to get escorted out of a box, that's the way to do it. Just having a go at quarters. So, junk timers, get on board. Uh, tickets available at trybooking.com, Sunday, August 28th. Matthew Lloyd, Damien Fleming, more guests to come, and we'll announce those uh, shortly. And I think that brings us to the end of the show, Mike. Nice. Da 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 da. What happened? What happened? What happened? Talk me through. Fuck. So I did not go to the Melbourne v Carlton game. I had a gig for the Bo Morris uh, Soccer Club. Okay. Um, so I listened to the start of the game. You know how you you tune in. I was tuning into Triple M on the drive down and you know you get out of the car and you go into the gig and i kind of went radio silence because i was on uh second so i thought i won't pay attention melbourne would kick i think the first goal and i was like oh yeah this is how it's going to go and so i get off stage after my spot absolutely killed it don't worry about it everyone it was a great gig and (laughs) pete hellier who was uh headlining said to me do you want to know the scores and the way he kind of said it was like uh, and he's like, do you want to know the scores or are you getting radio silence so you can go home and watch it? And I was like, no, no, I'm going to listen in the car on the way home. Tell me what the scores are. And we were down by like four points, I think, at half time, something like that. And I was like, oh, fucking game yep. on here. So then I uh, rushed home and I'd driven another comic home. So I couldn't listen in the car on the drive home. So it was on in the background, but he uh, thought it was, um, he thought he had to have a conversation with me while I'm trying to listen to the footy. Anyway, I was very polite. I indulged him. So then when I get home, Carlton are down by, I think, three points at three-quarter time. So I went to the Empress Hotel in North Fitzroy to watch the last quarter and have a few beers. And then a friend of the show, Limo, friend of the show, Limo, came and joined me. And he enjoyed the last 10 minutes of me melting down (laughs) at a pub. Oh, fucking hell, mate. When Charlie Curnow kicked that goal and put us eight points up, I was like... We're going to lose. Oh, really? It's just what's going to happen. We're going to lose. <laughs> um, I've got to say, like, that goal from uh, Cozzy was fucking amazing. Cozzy yeah. Pickett. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. But, you know, the, the the mark beforehand, Jake Melksham, there's fucking four Carlton yeah, yeah. people around him. Just punch the fucking ball, yeah. you stupid, yeah. nah, weak fuck. I felt really bad. I actually felt really bad. I, no, nah, you didn't. Nah, no, you didn't. Don't fucking, just, don't lie like, to me. Nah, I'm not enjoying a moment of this at all. <laughs> so what do you think the odds are you make finals? So you have to beat Collingwood and well then it doesn't matter about the dogs. Um, yes. If the Western Bulldogs win by not by much. So they're playing Hawthorne, they are aren't they? In Tasmania, yeah. Could you fuckheads do us a favour? Could you? Do you reckon? Isn't it amazing? Actually, Hawthorne have the power to control your destiny. That's fucking amazing. If you got beaten out of the finals... By Hawthorne, <laughs> indirectly. That would be fucking incredible. 
So when do you play? When is your game? We play at about one ten, and I think you play at three twenty. And so people actually, I've been yes. hearing a bit of a bit of mail. People saying that um they should mm. be played at the same time, just by the fact if you get if if the dogs are fifty points up at three quarter time, then you go well do Carlton kind of go well let's have a few quick omissions. Uh, bef- you mean if Hawthorne's up by no no 50 if points. dogs are up. No, wait. If Hawthorne's up, wait a second. Yeah, if Hawthorne's up by fifty points. Yeah, if Hawthorne's up. up. If Hawthorne's do, up, yeah, it doesn't do you matter. Have a few to cheeky Carlton. Carlton emissions and be like, oh, okay, we'll rest a few people yeah. because you know we're, we're we're safe, which actually makes kind of a good point. But also, it's kind of part of the fun of it. Like you know, in the um, uh, you know, soccer leagues, like they play all the games at the same time in the final round. Um, well, there was that fantastic one a few years ago where I think it was Leicester won it. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, there's a thing they call Helicopter Sunday, I think it is. And I think it's Scottish League. Okay. And it's where basically like um, a helicopter with the cup is like essentially hovering over a town trying to work out like pending the results, like which which ground they go and land at to give the cup by the fact it's such a tight... It sounds like a very, a very carbon neutral uh, <laughs> way to, to give out the Premiership Cup. <laughs> it's a... But I, I, I think it's not a bad idea. I know in the NFL, every game is at, uh, you know, like the one thirty on the Sunday Arvo because it gives no one an advantage so you can't look at other mm-hmm. scores. And I think you're right that if, if Hawthorne are winning, then Carlton go, all right, well, yeah, we can give Crips a rest. We can take this um, kind of way into it. But if not, then it is an elimination final on a Sunday Arvo. It's a Carlton home game. I think it's already sold out. It's going to be fucking massive. And I am looking forward to one of the greatest disappointments of my sporting career, I believe. <laughs> I reckon they'll make it. You know, because just after what happened on the weekend, and I just go, and I understand, like, imagine that happened to you in a grand final. Like, just how many times, like, I keep playing it over and over in my head. Matthew always kicking back to Adam Sard, and he misses a target, and he's like 10 metres away, and it's just like, what are you fucking doing, mate? Like, have you, you actually watched the replay, or have, like, have you watched the whole thing? Or you Absolutely just, yeah, not. not. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. Nah, do you want to? Do you want to? Do, do you want a link? I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I cheer you up with a bit of good news? Please. Uh, maybe we can make a uh, a junk time investment. But uh, Gil McLaughlin mm. has put his house on sale. Oh, yeah. Really? He's put his house on sale. So where does Gil? Where does He's Gil in live? Paran. So okay. how would you describe Paran? Like. It's a bit hipster, but like a bit flash too. It's very flash. It's kind of like, it's not as toffy as Turak, which is next door in South Yarra. So it's like the the cooler rich pers- person's version, wouldn't so you say? So they bought it 10 years ago for $4 million, yep. and they're looking for about 10... Is that all? That's a bargain, yeah, mate. They're, That's they're looking bargain. for about 10 or $11 million this time. Uh, it's good to know that you can... Make seven million dollars <laughs> in a decade. In yeah, yeah, it's just nice. You know, it's nice that sometimes when people are doing it tough, and you know, iceberg lettuces are ten dollars, and you know, petrols like you know can be a dollar eighty. That you go fucking good luck. The good on Gil that he's made seven mil in a I decade think it, on top of his on top I of his. I think wages. it's reassuring, and it says nothing but good mm. things about the Australian property market. That you can <laughs> almost <laughs> triple the value of your home in a decade. I think you know. Kudos to uh, mm. to all the governments out there. 
So it's uh, two stories. And this is the house where they have the coaches over for dinner once a year. Which I yes. don't know if they did yep. that this year. Did they, I don't think they did that this year. No, I don't reckon they did. I reckon there was still like kind of wider sort of COVID planning uh, yeah, protocol. Sure, sure. So they just wouldn't have put the coaches in that position. Uh, got a tennis court, obviously. In-ground swimming pool. Oh, got it. Adjacent to the Alfresco mm. Entertainment Area. Well, where else would you put it? You've got to have the swimming pool next to the Alfresco Entertaining Area. We've always said that on this podcast. Now, it has a thing here. And we, we've been strong on that. Uh, it's got an open mm. fireplace that leads into a stylish kitchen with two ovens and a butler's pantry. Do you know what a butler's pantry is? Is that like a walk-in pantry? Yeah, it, it's basically... Yes, it is. It is. Gotcha. But also, you know what's good? Because he's in he's in footy and he knows that when they're watching the footy that you've got to have party pies, pies on the go. You need a backup oven. We fucking, we've been red hot on that as well. <laughs> the one oven in a house has never been sufficient. And I, I always have a crack at my mum and dad when I go back there and I say, I can't believe that we're a one oven family. You know what uh, I mean? That's the thing. Like when, when I think about my childhood and I think about, you know, mm. where I grew up and, you know, and I'm like, can you believe? Like we only had mm. one oven like growing up one like oven. You, you talk to it's imba- like it you know what it's embarrassing isn't it to bring it up like i feel shame telling the <laughs> listeners of junk time that i we came from a one oven family i'm um, sorry to say yeah. that you know it's embarrassing oh, no, i'm shame i'm ashamed but i'm ashamed i by talk that. to kids these days and um i mean the courts mm. told me not to do that but <laughs> I talk to these two oven families and I just can't believe it. I can't have they, mm. and I tell them we only had one oven yeah. and they're like they look at me in shock. They're going like, "What? How how did yeah. you how did you eat? Like what, what did you do with one yeah. oven? Like Yeah. Did you feed the whole family to only one oven? <laughs> one oven? Yeah, you've got like a a duck a l'orange in one <laughs> oven and then where are you putting the souffle? Like you're the different temperatures. Like how how are you doing that? Like what I always wanted as a kid was for me to come home and go, hey, mum, is dinner ready? And she says yes. And I say, which oven is it in? You know, and I never got the chance to <laughs> fucking hell. I'm actually trying to figure out like, okay, I, I mean, I'm, I, there is a purpose for having two ovens, but I'm also trying to figure out like, like how often do you are you using two at once? Like, I was going to say, how much entertaining are you doing that it requires a secondary yeah. oven? Like you've probably also got... I would say if you've got a house like this and he's got the uh, alfresco entertaining area, that he's probably got one of those kick-ass barbecues reckon, out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Right? The one that's sure. got the, you know, the tapped gas line. So he's, Gil's not changing bottles. He's just fucking, he's on the gas all the time. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have to go change anything. So you've got a third cooking area as well. Well, it also has an office and bedroom with an ensuite. They're on the ground floor. Mm. And four okay. further bedrooms are on the top floor. Uh, with the main ensuite, walk-in bound, uh, walk-in wardrobe and balcony. So they're looking to sell shortly, but they also have bought another property. But it, it, actually, here's an interesting point. Say one of the potential mm. jobs he might go on to is to run the Olympic Games in Brisbane. Do the preparations for that in 2032. Mm. That could be one of the next jobs he goes on. What do you to. reckon you have to? What do you reckon you have to do for that? So, like, if he starts now, so it's twenty twenty two now. So he's got ten, ten years, years to try and because you can't you can't book your musical acts now because you don't know who the fuck's going to be popular in ten years time. Um, well, I reckon actually, I'm not going to say it's going to be a cruisy job for the person who does it, but I remember looking at the the plans, the venues, and the like for 
2032. Now they're going to do an upgrade at the Gabba, but they're pretty much yep. pretty good in terms of venues because they're sharing it with the Goldie. So they've got a lot of the venues already built. So I think actually Gil could actually oh he could pull a Ben Rutten next year and just show up and put his feet up on the desk and do fuck, fuck all. all. Well, I imagine then if it's going to be shared with the Gold Coast, that an exhibition sport will be um, AFLX. A, a mini golf. No, mini golf at King Tut. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. I actually have been hearing rumours yeah. that um, parts of the opening ceremony will be held at King Tut's putt putt on the Goldie. Not the whole thing. Well, I. No, no, no. I'm also hearing that a lot of the opening ceremony will be in 4D. <laughs> Well, actually, because that's the kind of quality that the uh, you know the Gold Coast brings to you know the world the world's entertainment. Well, when I speak of that venues, obviously, like they've got the shooting, so they can do that the shooting range at the Surface Paradise Shopping Centre. Yeah. And if they if they bring in <laughs> ten pin bowling, they can do it in the ten pin bowling yeah. alley, like right next door to that, near the time zone. So it's perfect, fucking hell. I yeah. mean, they've thought things through. I've got to tell you, Brisbane twenty thirty two, they've worked it out. So that, that's why I'm just confused as to what Gil will be doing because it's already it's already fucking locked off. I don't know what he's. So should be doing we make a bid? Should we show up to the auction? Make a bid? It's probably not a bad idea. Uh, you know he's fucking. You know how he's cashed in. It's all that fucking AFL kitchen and bar money, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. They've probably only got one. <laughs> I reckon he's like um, Escobar. You know, like he would lose, like you know, like. Three or five million dollars yeah. a year because rats would eat it, eat the cash. I reckon that's what Gil's yeah. got in the yeah. backyard. It's happening to Gil. <laughs> yeah. Kitchen and bar money. Hey, on the topic, football is in real life. From Neil, just spotted Gil McLaughlin at the Orang Hotel in the public bar, slumming it. Oh, in the public bar. Fucking hell, he has fallen on hard times. Jeez. That guy needs a bit of, that guy needs an $11 million cash in. <laughs> <laughs> he needs his sale to go through. Uh, from Bren, not a footballer in real life, but very closely connected. The bowlologist, aka the Flemster, mm. aka Damien Fleming, um, yeah, member of our live show in two weeks, out with the family at the AFLW practice match at the G. Pretty sure he's a big Hawks fan. Yes, he is. So, like Mr. Chamberlain, he will have the privilege of seeing his beloved Hawks lose twice in one day, hopefully. Actually, I did watch them. Did they lose the AFLW? Uh, yeah. Practice yeah, game, and then we fucking we were fucking appalling against Richmond. You really yeah, were. That was embarrassing. It was like one of the games we kind of go like, can we have a mercy rule? Like, can we just kind of like stop? Can you beat the Bulldogs? Um, uh, it's in Tassie, right? I mean, I think. I mean, I, I don't think it's a very big motivational thing to try and stop another team to make the finals. Like, I don't think you go and. You, you do or you don't, don't think, think it, is. it is. I don't think you go into a ground and be like... I think it would be. Oh, I reckon that would be a great motivator to go, let's fuck up this team's yeah, season. Yeah, but it's as big a motivator as we can make finals. So from the dog's perspective... Uh, no, no. Well, that's a good point. There's a cancellor, yeah. I, I hear you, man. I hear you. But Tasmania, mate, it's a fortress. Uh, from Heath, uh, long-time listener, first-time footballer and real lifer. I work in media and SCA, the group that own Triple M and the Hit Network. And we moved into the floor below where our office is, having to deal with... No, Triple M has moved into the floor oh. below where the office is. Okay. 
Uh, having to deal with uh, South Melbourne's exorbitant coffee prices and parking fines means I'm doing very well. Uh, and it really is. Having done some stuff at Triple M recently, their coffee over that side of town in South really? Melbourne is fucking brutal. Yeah, gotcha. They also have a lot of um, uh, places where men go to do naughty things with women in South Melbourne. <laughs> Yes. So Adam, Why so not? Adam what, are, what are the prices like <laughs> on that side of the town? Hey, that's where I go to get my face tats. That's all I'll say. I've seen a whole bunch of B-grade celebs around the building and surrounding areas. However, recently I realised if I correctly time my lunch break on a Wednesday, I can catch the Triple M midweek rub team, either in real life or in the lobby, or in the lift or in the lobby. One Wednesday I did just that and caught the lift with Dark, Daisy, Thomas, Lee Montagna and the great man... Mm, Purple. Uh, interestingly, what a list! They all had four different forms of transport home. Duck had a parked Mercedes around the corner in a two-hour parking zone, clearly not doing well enough to nab a parking space in the building. Daisy parked on a scooter and rode off. Both Lee and Damo walked down down towards Albert Park Lake, but ended up parting ways and went in separate directions. Uh, interesting to see the hierarchy in the Triple M team. Well, I actually believe Purple does actually live in Albert Park. So maybe it's like a little oh, does he? A little walk for him to get home and get to work. I believe he has like a Camaro muscle car. Really? Yeah, yeah. They made a big deal. I, I think I might have, might have seen it on either like, like a, um, a Triple or? M Instagram or Sunday Footy Show or something. They were mocking him. But he's got this like beast of a muscle car oh, wow. that I was quite jealous of. That's very funny. Hey, uh, well, good luck, mate, for next week. I hope you guys can get up. Do you? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, we've got a live show August 28th, 4pm at the European Beer, Fa- Beer Cafe. Matthew Lloyd, Damien Fleming, more guests to come. Tickets available at trybooking.com. Get on board, Junk Timers. We need your support. And we're going to hit the road. We are Junk Timers for Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook and the Gram. Go Hawks! I want another oven. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.